Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Discussed this Friday on the BWI Daily Edition, but I want to dig in a little bit further. Conversation around quarterbacks and recruiting. Do you need to replace Marcus Stokes in the class of 2023? We'll dig into the pros and cons of that coming up in just a little bit on the BWI Daily Edition. Riding solo today on the show. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Thanks for watching the BWI Daily. We're broadcasting every day now, 3 p.m. on YouTube. So make sure you join the show live. Check it out and uh, have a good time in the message board or in the, in the chat forum. And if you want to, you want to get this inside information from recruiting, because that's what we're talking about today, sign up bluewhiteillustrated.com for just $1. Get 12 months of access. And uh, you get into the nitty-gritty on all these conversations on the Lion's Den message board. Now, Friday, we talked about the fact that three-star quarterback in the class of 2023, Marcus Stokes, decommitted from Penn State, flipped in a bit of a shocker and a surprise to Florida. Not, not a surprise that he committed to the school that is close to his hometown, but he was seen as a pretty strong lock in Penn State's class of 2023. So does Penn State need to replace him, and do you need a quarterback every year? I think you need to recruit a quarterback every single year. There's no... There's no time when you have enough at that position, just like there's no time that you have enough at any other position. And I'll build you the narrative of, of what I've seen and some of the interesting conversations and, and kind of the response that I saw that I guess I was a little bit surprised about. And I shouldn't be too surprised. People don't want bad things to happen. So they downplay when things do. But they're, they're the five-star eyes for Drew Aller. 
Get him on the field now. Forget whatever happens about development and making sure he's ready. Put him on the field. He's five stars. He's better than everybody else. Then there's a certain percentage of the population of Penn State fans that think uh, Bo Perbula is the next Trace McSorley. He's going to defy all odds, the gamer, the winner, the gritty, tough competitor that is going to take Penn State back to where they were with the previous number nine. Now, here's the thing. I can believe certain percentages of that, and I have similar views of both of those guys. I see the talent of Valor. I see some of the things he can do processing information and playing and having that live arm, right? All that thing, all those things that you really like. And I see Bo Perbula, quick decision-making, the intangibles, the ability to throw on the run, finding the right option and having a great football mind. I see all those things. But that's why you call it potential. And I'm not trying to be a cliche here, but if you think that there's a certainty of something happening, there is not. There's no certainty that either of these guys are going to reach the heights of their potential. Uh, and I'm just going to use one player in particular that uh, I think Penn State fans are familiar with and is an example of what I'm talking about when it comes to, especially from the physical development side, which is a little bit different because quarterbacks, it's mostly about the mental processing. But let's use Keziah Izzard as, a, as, a, as an example. A former defensive end at DeMatha playing defensive tackle for the Nittany Lions. His recruiting profile was tons of upside, quick, great hands, great feet, great movement skills, and a big frame. He can add weight and be a, a really good all-around three technique. Seems like he's pretty strong for his size already. So on the high end of that, and again, this is from a physical example of he could be a, a all-around three technique, 300 pounds, plays the run really well, and is very quick, long arms, everything you're looking for at the position. Whether he's elite or he's very good, he is an all-around player. So played at 295 last year, maybe a little bit early on his clock because of the injury to PJ Mustafer, but that didn't happen last year. He did not play with that strength. He did not play up to that size. 290 this year, we don't know what the situation will unfold there, and there's still time for him to be that guy, but he's not yet. And he might not have been that. And, you know, that is the projection. That was my view of what he could be. Your view of Drew Aller or Bo Previlo or Christian Veyer could be the same. You think he's going to be the next the guy. And that's the part about quarterback that is different is you've got to find the guy. It is the most difficult position in sports. There is no other position that has to process information as quickly, have as many important factors of the game on his plate as the quarterback does and have the ability to make up for other players mistakes on a regular basis and put you in the best position to succeed. The best quarterbacks are offensive coordinators on the football field that understand the game at a deeper level and have the ability under pressure to make great decisions and become something transformative. That's what you're looking for here. And that secret sauce does not reveal itself. We're talking about uh, certain players here on this show. Well, we'll get to them in a little bit where that didn't reveal itself until much later in their career. The other part about this is the transfer portal. So unlike defensive tackle or unlike offensive line, maybe a little bit like offensive line, the, the obvious thing is you can only play one quarterback at a time. So since Penn State, and the transfer portal have existed, have coexisted in this universe. They lost five quarterbacks. Tommy Stevens, Michael Johnson Jr., Will Levis, Micah Bowens, and Taquan Roberson. That has sapped their depth over the last couple of years. So 
heading into 2023 after whatever happens this year, there is this projection of there's going to be a quarterback competition. We are looking the, the dangerous thing is to look too far in the future with transfer portal and with quarterbacks, but that's what we're doing here after this season, after uh, the swan song for Sean Clifford, something's going to happen. Are all three of those guys going to be here in happy Valley? That's the open question. So can you, can you afford to lose a quarterback in the class of 2023 and not replace him? Well, the obvious answer is the transfer portal is a door that swings both ways. So can't you get a guy? This is the thing about transfer portal quarterbacks. Look at where most of the ones that can actually play. Look where they go. They go to a place where they're going to play. Tommy Stevens did not transfer to another school where he had a, a legitimate quarterback competition. And not to disparage Joe Moorhead, but like he went there because he was going to play. Will Levis went to Kentucky because Kentucky needed a quarterback. If you're picking up a guy who's coming into an open competition with a five-star quarterback and two other very good quarterbacks, and he's not guaranteed of a position, it's the reason they're leaving their previous school is they want to play. What if they don't? You're not going to attract a quarterback that can come in and fill that of good depth. There's no, How many quarterbacks are know they're a journeyman? in college that know that they're my role is to be the de dependable backup. Like the, the chase Daniel, the Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't exist in college football, or maybe he does. And, and, and he's Spencer Rattler. I don't know where he transfers to five other schools, but the point is you're not going to get quarterback depth that can help you. I don't think through the transfer portal. So you need to continually get talent through uh, recruiting. That's where you've got to go. That's where you've got to get it. And here's the problem about the timing with what Marcus Stokes' uh, decision means for Penn State. Uh, and, and this is best summarized by Ryan Snyder. This is what we got into on Friday on the BWI Daily Edition, talking about can they flip a player and what what is the problem specifically with having this happen so late in the process? Why not? I mean, they flip guys every year. So, of right. course, they can flip somebody. There's, there's talented guys out there. Uh, who, who they can get a foot in the door with. The the, the thing is, you, you have seven days, seven on-campus visit days left until the season starts. And when the season starts, especially at the quarterback position, these guys want to be focused on their teams. That's yeah. why you're seeing a, a surge of commitments in June and July. So Penn State has about 14 days here, a little over that, I guess, uh, 15 days to get a foot in the door with somebody, try and get them on campus here that last week of July. And uh, only time will tell. I mean, I, I did a breakdown today, mentioned a few guys that I'm going to keep an eye on. We're going to keep that behind the paywall for subscribers to, to know who I'm talking about there. But there are definitely some candidates out there. And and why would Penn State not at least try and get a foot in the door with a few of these 2023 guys? But again, the the issue is just where where is I don't want to say the bottom, uh, but where right. where's the cutoff line, I guess. So that's the problem right now. Time to evaluate the talent. And and Ryan said earlier in the show on Friday, Penn State had moved on. They were confident and secure with Mark Stokes in 23. They were happy with that as an underrated three-star with some, you know, unique talents as far as his ability to throw off platform and a good ability, a good profile to gain strength and gain weight and all those things. They'd moved on. They were happy with that, that recruit. So now they've got to double back and and try and rekindle some relationships or reach out to new ones because all the, the, the dance party, the dance card is full. 
for all these other people. And I'm using a reference, by the way, that's older than me that I don't even have any reference to. But what I'm saying is everyone's paired up. These are the players that uh, Penn State and, and Ryan reported Penn State had relationships with and were interested in previously in this class. You got J.J. Cole, who blew up the on uh, the Elite 11, according to Charles Power on three. Jaden Rashada committed to Miami. Dante Moore, a five-star quarterback that maybe wasn't as interested in Penn State as Penn State was interested in him uh, from, from Detroit. Those are strong locks right now. So Penn State was not cultivating any of these relationships do you think they're flipping any of these guys from those schools the only one i would think that maybe would be jj cole at iowa state but are you certain of that in that situation you know from what i saw they went with marcus stokes partly because they liked marcus stokes but also the interest wasn't quite there with jj cole so what's left and that's what ryan talked about is what is the acceptable limit of a player you want to bring in that is still a quality prospect? Because now I'm going to talk out the other side of my mouth. And I understand how this might be frustrating, but recruiting does serve a purpose. Evaluation does serve a purpose because truly we don't know who's going to be good, who's not going to be good at the quarterback position because of those mental intangibles and some of the things that make greatness so elusive. But we can identify certain traits that certainly help. Size, arm strength, what you do at the high school level, your level of competition. Like there are identifying characteristics that make a quality prospect, a quality bet. Are there guys out there that Penn State's interested in? And do they have enough time to do that evaluation? As, as Ryan said, seven on-campus days left to do that, to bring them in, talk to them, get an idea of their mental and physical makeup and all that stuff. They've got to do all that work quickly. And I just don't think you can decide, you know what, we're going to pass on 2023 because you just can't do that. And from a different perspective, let's look at it this way. This is the thing I've learned from the other schools like Alabama and Texas and, and Ohio State, looking at their situation, a quarterback. If you want to be a quarterback factory, you don't one year go, you know what, we don't, we're not interested in seeing if there's another highly ranked quarterback that we can develop here. If you have... Justin Fields, you don't think, ah, you know what? We don't need CJ Stroud. We're fine. Uh, if you're let's let's look at some of the other guys. And, you know, sorry to use a too close to home example, but if you've got if you've got CJ Stroud and you've got uh, Kyle McCord on your roster, uh, you don't need Devin Brown, you know, the number one quarterback from 2022 to come to your school. You don't wait on these things because you don't know. And here's the other thing. If you don't want to be in a situation where your quarterback going into the second half of the biggest game of your season in prime time, you don't know whether he can take a snap or not. Don't get into that situation by thinking, you know what? We don't need a quarterback this year because the next thing you know, three quarterbacks transfer and your third string quarterback becomes your second string quarterback. And you didn't have anyone to raise the floor and push the players behind the starter. Because that's another part of this whole process of, you know, the, the Sean Clifford, timeline at Penn State has there been a better quarterback to supplant him and I know people will say obviously Will Levis but what my point is Will Levis didn't happen he didn't happen until Kentucky whatever it took for him to show that and and to produce at that level did not happen at Penn State it might have never happened at Penn State but it happened at Kentucky so you just you don't know who's going to fit your system and who's going to be that special sauce so get a quarterback every single year to create competition at that position do you want to be in this position where your uh, starting middle linebacker never has to worry about his job and is content? 
That's not you. If you come, if you preach competition every single day, but realistically people know that there is no competition and no one's coming for their job. Is everyone so internally motivated? They'll become the best of who they are knowing their position is secure. Some people will. And then obviously it's on the coaching staff to uh, motivate and make those players better, but you can't force somebody to work hard. You can't force somebody in that situation to become the best that they can. Having that external pressure of somebody else coming for your stuff, that helps. And at the quarterback position, do you want to raise the floor of your room or do you want to leave it where it is? Because Penn State right now, with a five-star quarterback in the class, developing a good reputation with Mike Yersich, who is, uh, you know, has the chance to prove himself to be a quarterback developer, don't wait. Don't take a year off. Go get another quarterback. So that'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. Once again, if you're listening on our podcast, thank you. Thank you so much for downloading the show. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the BWI Daily Edition. Hit the notifications so you don't miss when we're going live at 3 o'clock. I know schedules are terrible, and I have such a scatterbrain, I would forget. So hit the notification button so you don't miss anything from the BWI Daily Edition. And of course... For any breaking news on commitments, we're in July, so this is a huge commitment season. One thing we didn't touch on today, we can talk about quickly here, is uh, Jason Moore going to Ohio State. That's a bummer, right? For Penn State football fans, a guy from DeMatha Catholic, a, a, a the chance at a truly, going back to that conversation about defensive tackles, a truly transformative player, so close. Once again, so close. Are they going to get Derek LeBlanc, Will Norman, you know, well, that story is going to play itself out. But right now, Penn State, they lost that on Sunday to Ohio State. So don't lose the quarterback situation. Uh, and of course, we'll be here tomorrow with the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Get more information about uh, that particular situation with Jason Moore and more in-depth information about where Penn State can go from here with the rest of their class. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We will talk to you tomorrow. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. 
Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.